G'day friends, welcome back. Tomorrow is the Academy Awards, the 95th Academy Awards. So once again, I'm back here doing my Oscars predictions. Um, and it is one of the toughest years maybe we've ever had. Like normally you can look at, oh, don't mind me. Normally you can um, look at trends. You can look at the awards that have already been won in awards season and you can really pretty accurately tell what or who uh, is going to win the awards in each category. But this year, oh my God, especially the acting categories, there have been different actors winning at all the different, at the BAFTAs and the SAGs and the Critics' Choice Awards and the Golden Globes, different winners all over the place. Um, it, it is a really tight race in some of the, like the tech categories and the screenplay categories and it, it is going to be one of the more surprising uh, Oscars that we've ever had. No matter which way some of the awards go, there are going to be some that shock us, whether it's because of the preferential ballot system or just because some of them, you know, there's so many categories that could go two or three ways. It's going to be awesome. I've still had a crack at uh, guessing who is going to win in each category um i haven't done the short film categories uh whether documentary or animated or live action, any i haven't done any of those but i've done all of the others i'm going to start off with the screenplays move through the text i'm going to do documentary and international i'll do all the actors i'll do director and best picture i'm doing them all so let's get into it <laughs> First up, let's do the screenplay awards. First up, I'm doing adapted screenplay. Uh, our nominees are Living, Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Glass Onion, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Now this, so if you don't know, adapted screenplay means that the film was adapted from already existing uh, content of some kind. Often it's adapted from a book or it's a play or it's a whatever, right? Interesting nominations here. Um, four, uh, sorry, three of these are Best Picture nominees. Um, it's a pretty safe bet to say that the winner in this category is going to be a Best Picture nominee. Um, there's often correlation there, but... You've got Glass Onion in there as well, which is very strong. Ryan Johnson was also nominated for Adapted Screenplay uh, for Knives Out three years ago. So it's his second nomination for basically doing the same film a second time. So does that make him stronger? I don't know. Um, you've got All Quiet on the Western Front, which is probably, you know, going to be going to have a podium finish. Uh, in the best picture race, so that makes it very strong. 
Top Gun is extremely, extremely, extremely popular. Um, but you've got women talking in there. Now, when it comes to screenplay, the winner is often the one with the most talky. It's a talky award, right? Because it's about the script. Yeah, it's about the writing. All Quiet on the Western Front is probably the best film in this category. In fact, it is. But there's not a heap of talking when you compare it to a film that has talking in the name, <laughs> um, Women Talking. So I've got Women Talking winning adapted screenplay. I have not seen Women Talking. Now, I should say um, I have taken the time to see at least two films in every single one of these categories. Most of them, it's more. Um, but at the very least, it is two in every single one. For instance, in this category, I've seen All Quiet on the Western Front, I've seen Top Gun, and I've seen Glass Onion. Have not seen Living, and I have not yet seen Women Talking. So some of my predictions um, do not come with the greatest amount of authority, but I have done a lot of extra research. And adapted screenplay it is a tough one to pick, but I think it's going to be Women Talking. All Quiet is the better film from what I've heard. Um, but given this is a screenplay award, I think it'll go to the movie with the more talky talkies. So women talking wins adapted screenplay, original screenplay. Uh, you've got everything everywhere all at once. Banshees of Inner Sharon, um, Triangle of Sadness, Fablemans and Tar. Um, this one is a little bit easier to pick. I think everything everywhere all at once is the raging favorite for best picture. Big time. Um, so I think it wins original screenplay. Um, it's, it has a great screenplay. Um, it has a great script. Banshees also very strong. I would say Banshees is also a chance here. It's a pretty strong chance. Um, it's again a very like it's a, it's very much the type of film that would win a screenplay award. Um, so if it was to win, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I think. Everything Everywhere All at Once is the strongest candidate out of these, given the other nominations it has and its momentum and its likelihood to win Best Picture. Um, I would say it is likely to win screenplay. But another thing to consider, given it's likely to win picture, it's likely to win director, it's likely to win at least one acting award, as well, like there's editing, there's all these other things that it is likely to win. You often see, not often, but you can sometimes see a film that's, you know, likely to sweep a number of categories. Just lose a few votes in one because people know that it's likely to sweep in a number of categories. So, say you're voting in this category, right? You see, gee, God, everything, everywhere all at once probably has the best screenplay out of these five films, but it's going to win so many other things. I did like Banshees of Inishirin a lot, though. So th that is the way that Banshees will pick up an award here. Like, people also think that Banshees might not be winning anything else. On the night. It's, it's a chance to pick up an acting award somewhere. It's got four acting nominees. Same as everything, every role at once. Um, sorry, that has... F that has four. What am I saying? <laughs> um... So it is a chance to pick up an acting one, but who knows? Um, so people may favor it. Now I'm starting to talk myself out of my decision here. No, I'm sticking with everything everywhere all at once to win, to win original screenplay. 
sound, best sound, no longer best sound editing and best sound design. Thank fuck for that. It was too confusing. The sound nominees are Top Gun, All Quiet, Avatar, Elvis, and Batman. I love that Batman got a couple of, got three actually, I believe, Academy Award nominations. Sound, I think this is going to be Elvis. I can see Elvis picking up a few of these tech awards and possibly Best Actor as well. Um, Again, of these nominees, I've actually, I've seen them all, but Avatar, I haven't seen Avatar The Way of Water yet. I might be the only person alive who hasn't seen it. I'm just not interested, honestly. I'll I'll be very happy to watch it when it comes to whatever streaming it comes to, Disney Plus, um, I think it's going to be, but I just... It's getting harder and harder to get me to the pictures for three hours plus. It's hard to do because you basically got to put aside a whole day. <laughs> Don't know if I'm going to be doing that. Um, but yes, I have seen all of the others. And I think when it comes to sound, this is another tough category because Top Gun is strong here. All Quiet is strong here. Um, but I think Elvis, just when I think about the films... When you think about all the sound put together, Elvis is obviously about a musician, so that helps. Um, but I just think about the sound editing, the sound mixing. I just think it's the strongest. Top Gun, I think, is the most likely to challenge because it's like an engine movie, which often win like the editing or the sound editing sort of awards like you think back to Ford versus Ferrari I don't know if it won sound but it won editing and they often overlap um so Top Gun is a pretty strong uh like number two contender here but I think it's going to be Elvis that wins sound makeup and hair um I think this is going to be Elvis again this was a tough one you got Black Panther all quiet on the western front Elvis the whale and Batman. Now, when you think makeup and hair, there's really two films here who are any chance. Like Black Panther, good. All Quiet on the Western Front, really good. That bit with the mud on his face, that was great. Batman, superhero movie, always great. But The Whale and Elvis, big makeup movies. The Whale, obviously, it's all about Brendan Fraser. Is the work they did on Charlie alone going to be enough to beat all that is Elvis? I don't think so. It's really going to, like, it's going to be fascinating to see because this is really tied to the best actor race. It really is, which might not make a lot of sense, but it is, right? Because best actor is really down to Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser, yeah? And because they're both very makeup-y movies, transformative roles, often win Academy Awards, um, it helps to be playing a person who's real. So Austin Butler's got a leg up there. Um, it helps to be in a, pic, in a film that's nominated for Best Picture. Austin Butler has a leg up there. Um, but if, if because this will be before that is awarded, this makeup and hair will be awarded before Best Actor. If The Whale wins Best Makeup and Hair, suddenly we've got no idea who's winning Best Actor. Suddenly it's a serious, like, Anyone could take it. At the moment, Austin Butler's in the lead, right? But on the night, if makeup and hair goes to the whale, suddenly it's anyone's game. And this is, it's exciting. It's fucking exciting. That being said, I think Elvis is going <laughs> to, 
I think Elvis is going to win. Um, but I won't be at all surprised if the whale takes it as well. Visual effects. I'm going to read the nominees. I'm going to tell you who's going to win. It doesn't need any explaining. Top Gun, Black Panther, All Quiet on the Western Front, Batman and Avatar. Avatar's going to win. I haven't seen the film. It's the only one of these I haven't seen. But we all know that it's winning the Visual Effects Academy Award. Let's not kid ourselves or waste any more time. Costume design. God, gee, I'm actually giving quite a few Oscars to this film now. Costume design. Um, nominees are Babylon. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Black Panther. Everything everywhere all, all at once. And Elvis. I've got Elvis winning here again. Black Panther is strong here as well. Again, this is gonna this is gonna be interesting because Black Panther's probably only picking up one Academy Award. It might pick up two. Um, but where is the question? And when I get into the um, supporting actress race, that's where things are going to get really interesting. If Black Panther picks up costume design or somehow miraculously hair and makeup, Angela Bassett's chances are starting to look poor. Um, but... I don't think that's happening. I think Elvis is winning costume design again. I believe I haven't checked this at all. This is purely from my memory. I'm pretty sure Baz Luhrmann's wife did the costume design and she's actually won a number of Academy Awards before, I think. Um, so that's the case. She's looking for another. Babylon is apparently strong here as well. I haven't seen Babylon or Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, but no one's talking about that film. Um... Babylon is apparently strong here. There's, there's a few categories uh, to come that are going to include Babylon, um, where it is apparently quite strong. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, I've got, I think Elvis is going to take it away here. Got everything everywhere all at once is strong as well. I think the, the runner-up would be Black Panther though, because when you think costume design, it definitely had the most. So Elvis first, maybe Black Panther second. Uh, in the pecking order there. Production design. Now, this is Babylon, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, and Elvis. I have not seen Babylon, and I have not seen The Fablemans. This is apparently the one that Babylon is most likely to win. This is what I've heard from the research I've done. Um, and, and I, from what I know about Babylon, what I've seen, what I've heard, the sort of film I understand that it is, I can believe that. So I have got it circled here as winning production design. Apparently, the word is it's going to win something. And this is it, apparently. I've got All Quiet on the Western Front in a hard, hard second place. Um, of the ones here that I've seen, it had the best production design and... If, you know, if I had seen Babylon, I might be able to say with more conviction, but of the ones I've seen, I would be picking All Quiet on the Western Front because the production design there was impressive. It's a war film. Um, and obviously the production design there is extremely important, taking you back in time. So it's a really, really strong contender. I don't think any, any of the others... Elvis, you know, was probably not bad either. Avatar, I don't know how much of its production was real. So I don't know, I think it was all CG. Um, but yeah, Babylon, purely from what I've heard, but All Quiet on the Western Front, very strong. Also, 
editing. Now this one's this one's huge and closely tied to best picture, also with screenplay. You've got Top Gun, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees of Inner Sheeran, Elvis, and Tar. I think this will be another one that Everything Everywhere All at Once picks up is the editing Academy Award. Um, it's just such an edity film. Like if you've seen the film, you just know that like the editing that went into this is the, the first of all, not only the skill, but the man hours required to cut all of this together. Um, I would be, this is one of the easier ones to pick in my opinion. Um, the only one that I can see threatening is Top Gun. Um, very well edited. As I said before, you had the engine movie a few years ago, Ford versus Ferrari winning editing. Um, and Top Gun is a sort of like, it's a different film obviously, but it's the same kind of thing. If you get what I mean, and it is extremely popular. I personally don't understand why this is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> um, I watched it and I thought, I thought it was very good, but I don't know about all this best picture nominee, all these other nominations. Like it was good, but like some, like people say it's their fucking favorite film ever. It's like, seriously, maybe it's cause I'm not American. I don't really understand. Like it's a pretty patriotic job. Um, but I just didn't understand all the hype. I th like I said, I thought it was good. Like there's nothing wrong with it. I enjoyed it very much. There's even a couple of moments where I was like, Oh, that was sick. That was great. Um, but man, like this has been a little bit blown out of proportion, don't we? Don't we think? Um, but yes, when it comes to editing, I don't know if Top Gun had the second best editing, but it is the type of film we've seen recently win it. And given its popularity, I feel like it's probably going to take something home um, on the night. So it could steal editing, but I still think it'll be E E A A O. Excuse me, that was a big burp. Um, score, best score. This was a tough one because, so these are the nominees. Babylon, everything, everything, Banshees, Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, I loved the score for All Quiet, but it's a little bit minimalist. Banshees as well, but also a bit minimalist. Haven't seen Fablemans. Haven't seen Babylon, but it's a Damien Chazelle film. And just sort of understanding what it's about. It's hard to go past it, but I've still given it to everything, everywhere, all at once. Because I that score is memorable. It is very present throughout the film. And it's just... I can see it being part of this sort of semi-majority sweep that this film is going to go on. It's going to, it's going to win, you know, most, not all, but most of these categories that it's nominated in. I can't see it missing out on too many. And look, I can see because the type of, and it's going to depend if, if Babylon wins production design, it's probably not picking up score as well. Um, but again, it's that type of movie. It's Damien Chazelle. He's big on his music. Um, so yeah, it could steal, but I think it'll be everything everywhere all at once. Cinematography, 
this is where all quiet's gonna get something besides international picture. Yes. Our nominations are Roger Deakins, because he's Roger Deakins for Empire of Light. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, Elvis, and Tar. I don't even know what Bardo is. This is the only thing it's been nominated for. I, I hadn't even heard of it until the nominations came out. Um, I just have Bardo written down here, but from memory, I don't even think that's the full title of the film. <laughs> I should have maybe written down the whole thing, but I didn't. <laughs> um, Roger Deakins is Empire of Light, to be fair. I haven't seen it, but it does look gorgeous. Roger Deakins is like the king of cinematography. He finally got himself an Academy Award a couple of years ago. It was for 1917, I think. Um, but he's not winning here. This is going to be all quiet on the Western Front. If you've seen this film, it's on Netflix. It's very, very easy to watch. Um, this one, it is gorgeous. It is stunning. Some of the, and it's, the cinematography isn't just beautiful. It's creative. Um, I was honestly blown away by how good this movie looked. So this is one of the easier ones to pick as well. Um, if, if All Quiet doesn't win here, I don't know what's going on. Because there's some of the other races you can see it like, the, you know, a film stealing an award from another film because it's kind of close between them or an actor sort of winning. You go, oh, gee, I didn't expect that, but it's a pretty close race. This one is one that will upset me if All Quiet doesn't win. It's one of the best looking films I've seen in a long time. So are the others. I thought Elvis was as well. Tar was as well. Um, but All Quiet absolutely floored me in how beautiful it was. So it is winning Best Cinematography. We're getting towards some of the pointy stuff in a minute. Don't you worry. Documentary. I was able to catch a couple of these. Uh, but apparently the one of the ones I haven't seen is the front runner by Country Mile. <laughs> We've got All That Breeds. We've got Fire of Love. We've got A House With No Splinters. We've got Navalny. And we've got Beauty and the Bloodshed. Now, apparently Navalny is winning this one here comfortably, I've heard some people say. Um, this is this has got to do with the war with Russia and Ukraine, so it's very topical. Um, the two that I've seen here are All That Breathes and Fire of Love. Uh, All That Breathes uh, I thought was interesting, but it bored me to death a little bit. I thoroughly enjoyed Fire of Love, and it is apparently the second seed here. So if it was to steal, I would be very, very happy about that because I enjoyed the shit out of Fire of Love. Um, Fire of Love is on... Where did I watch Fire of Love? It might have been Disney+. Plus. I think it was a National Geographic one. I think it was. Um, if you can catch Fire of Love, highly recommend. Really, really great watch. Um, but yes, apparently this is going to Navalny, so I've got it written down with Fire of Love, a hopeful second place. Animated Picture, this is another pretty easy one. Nominees are Turning Red, Pinocchio, or sorry, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel, the shell with shoes on, <laughs> Sea Beast, and Puss in Boots. The second one, whatever the subtitle is. Um, this is going to be Pinocchio. If you haven't seen Pinocchio, go and watch it. It is brilliant. This is one of the best remakes, reworks of, of a Disney classic, of a classic of any kind that I've ever seen. I thought this was fantastic. It sort of took a little while to get going. 
Um, but man, once it sort of got going and really established the sort of tone of the film that it was, I was seriously impressed with Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So it is going to win Best Animated Picture. Sorry for all the Puss in Boots fans out there. International Picture. I'm not even reading out all the nominees. This will be all quiet on the Western Front. If you have an international film that's also nominated for Best Picture, it's going to win International Picture. I'm talking Parasite. <laughs> um, original Song. This is another one that's going to be interesting. We're all hoping, everyone in the world is hoping it's going to be Natu Natu from RRR, a movie that is, it's such a shame that it didn't have the opportunity to be nominated for International Picture because it actually would have made the International Picture race really interesting. Um, our nominations here are Natu Natu, as I said, This Is Life, Lift Me Up, Hold My Hand, and Applause. We've got songs here from Top Gun and... Um, Black Panther as well. Um, you've got Lady Gaga in here nominated for a, for a Top Gun song. So she is a chance just because he's Lady Gaga. Um, the, the one from Black Panther was a sort of tribute to Chadwick Boseman, but it kind of fell a bit flat in the film. Um, but Natu Natu is beloved. If you've seen RRR, you fucking know what I'm talking about. It's the best dance number, dance sequence music, whatever, in any film I've ever seen. It's awesome. And they're performing it live tomorrow at the Academy Awards. So I think it has a pretty good chance. Um, and also Lady Gaga's already got an Academy Award, so she can sit down and let this one win. Um, now we're into the pointy shit. The pointy end of where we're... Did I, have I missed it? Have I got... Oh, no, I've got it in here. Cool. Okay supporting, excuse me, supporting actor. We're into the top, the, the big six, the big sixth, if you know what I'm talking about. Supporting actor is first. Brendan Gleeson, Brian Tyree Henry, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keegan, and Ki Hui Kwan. This is going to be, this is one of, thank God for this, because I'm too stressed about all the other categories. This is Kihi Kwan's Oscar. If he doesn't win this, there's going to be riots and we're going to watch them live on TV. He, he is one, he's one of the few actors, in fact, he's the only actor who has largely swept all of the awards across awards season in their category. Um, he is brilliant in everything, everywhere, all at once as Waymond. Um, and he is extremely deserving of this. Everyone loves a comeback story. Um, that's why, he, you know, he's even more likely to win. The only one here I can see maybe stealing it is Gleason or Keegan. Gleason, more likely, I would say. But apparently, Ki Kwan, Ki Hui Kwan, excuse me, um, is the front runner by a mile, and no one expects anyone to even come close so that's a nice easy one now it fucking gets a little bit stressful and i'm glad i'm not a betting man imagine if i was fucking betting on these academy awards this fucking year god supporting actress angela bassett kerry condon jamie lee curtis stephanie Shu, and hong chow sorry i should be saying what films they're nominated for as well bassett obviously black panther condon banshees 
um, Jamie Lee Curtis and Shu, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Hong Chow for the whale. This might be the most difficult category to pick on the night because Kerry Condon went and won the fucking BAFTA. Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG and Bassett, uh, from memory, won the Golden Globe. And the Critics' Choice? I forget. Normally, normally, and this, the BAFTAs and the SAGs are the two big awards right before the Academy. The BAFTAs were three weeks ago and the SAGs were now two weeks ago or one week ago, something like that. Um, I think they were two weeks ago. And normally, they sort of help you pick in the acting categories who's going to win the Academy Award. Either they, either one of them supports a sweep that's already happening. So maybe someone's already won the Globe and the Critics' Choice Awards and maybe the Guild Awards and all the blah, 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 blah. And then they will win one of the BAFTA and the SAG. And that sort of carries them through. But I believe it'd been Bassett who had won a number of things in the lead up to the BAFTAs and the SAGs. And then she won neither. Carrie Condon helps that she's, you know, Irish and was in an Irish film. Um, but she won the BAFTA. So everyone goes, oh, gee, Kerry Condon, maybe she's going to win the Academy Award. And then Jamie Lee Curtis, out of fucking nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, wins the SAG. What the hell is going on here? Seriously. How the hell are we meant to pick <laughs> who's going to win supporting actress? There's so much shit to consider. And when you got, when it's a race, a three, a genuine three horse race, and you can't count out either of the others as well. Given, given that there's now no one who's like been sweeping, the other two were in play. Shu and Chow are in play. Let's be real about this. I think Shu is a little bit more likely, but Hong Chow was fucking great in The Whale. So she's not out of contention either. This could go one of five ways, which I don't think has ever been true in any Academy Awards category ever, ever. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? How, this is, it's so hard to pick because you can often go with... The guilds as well, the producers, the writers, the directors guild. There's a number of guilds awards that are given out, right? There's the there's the fucking costume guild. There's the fucking everything guild, right? Producers guild. Even that's gone all over the place. They've been won by Bassett and Lee Curtis and Condon and fucking everybody's been winning shit all over the place. There is no way of knowing who is going to win this. And it's probably, it, for that reason, it might be the most exciting award on the night. And I think they usually do it first. Not always, but I think supporting actress is usually the very first award of the night. Because it's a long wait if you leave all the exciting awards till the end. Like if you're starting off with like short documentary, <laughs> that's a pretty dry start. Um, so if we, oh God, imagine if they open the show with Natu Natu. And then they go straight into supporting actress with no one knows who's going to win. Who have I got circled? I've got Angela Bassett circled. This I spent a lot more time thinking about this than I should have. I've got Angela Bassett circled for a couple of reasons. One, she's really good in Black Panther. She is really good. Um, and I think... 
a lot of voters would be would love for her to win. I think anyone who voted and like was happy with that, like they voted and they're like, right, I'm done before the sags. Like that bedded leaning towards Angela Bassett. After the sags, they see Jamie Lee Curtis win, they see her give her speech. If anyone hadn't put their ballot in before then, they might lean more to Jamie Lee Curtis. So I've got her in second. I wouldn't be surprised if she won. I think Kerry Condon's if you really got to break it down, I, I, honestly, I think it's an even five-horse race. But if you want to break it down, I think it's probably Bassett, Lee Curtis, and then Condon. But anyone can win this. Anyone. I'm purely talking like likelihood. Like anyone can win this. I'm saying Bassett. Jamie Lee Curtis would also not surprise me, but then I would be more surprised moving down the order to Condon and then Shu and then Chow. But this is the one I'm most excited for because it's impossible to predict. Let's talk leading actor now. Now, this is a this is a firm two-horse race. You got Brandon Fraser for The Whale. You got Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for The Banshees. Nye, Bill Nye for Living and Paul Mescal for After Sun, which is a film I haven't seen, but I really, really want to. Apparently, it's like, apparently it's amazing and it's a real tearjerker, which I do love. Um, the, like I said, two horse race here. Fraser, Butler, it's going to be one of them. Farrell, very good. Um, Nye, very good, apparently. And Mescal, very good, apparently. Um, but this is going to be Fraser or Butler. Now, like I said before, it's going to really depend on who wins best makeup hair and makeup it really is if it goes elvis's way i think austin butler's winning if it goes fraser's way i think fraser's winning so but then i was thinking more about it and i was like because say if i stick with that my prediction doesn't make sense because i said elvis was winning best makeup but here i've got fraser circled as winning the academy award because I thought about it more and I thought, right, if I'm a voter and I can't split my vote between these two, I can't decide who I like more. I think about the narrative. You think about Brendan Fraser, beloved, coming back into a major role, giving this amazing performance. He's a beautiful man. He's so grateful. He's so happy. He's going to give a great speech if he wins. Then you think about Austin Butler. He's literally turned himself into Elvis Presley so much that he can't stop doing an impersonation of him, right? An amazing performance in a Best Picture nominated film, which needs to be remembered. The Whale is not nominated for Best Picture. Keep that in mind. Um, but Austin Butler is young. He's a young man. He has a long and successful career ahead of him. Who knows how many more opportunities like this Brendan Fraser is going to have. So I'm just purely thinking if I'm an Academy Awards voter, if I'm one of the like 9,500 people who are part of the Academy, um, I'm voting for Brendan Fraser. So this is another fucking tough one to pick because there's so many factors pulling both ways. 
It's going to depend, like I said, on what wins best hair and makeup, but then there's all these other factors to consider. So I did end up contradicting myself and circling Fraser, but on the night I could be convinced of anything, unless it's one of the other three winning, because it won't be. <laughs> best actress. Now, this is another two-horse race. Now, the nominees are Andrea Risenborough from Two Leslie, um, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Amas for Blonde, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, before I talk about Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh, Anna de Amas is going to get overlooked enormously because no one likes the film she's in, right? I didn't mind it, but a lot of people hate it. It's very different, very polarizing. I didn't love everything about it, but I liked it overall. But I thought she was unbelievable i'm so happy she got nominated because she deserved it she's not even close to being in consideration for winning the whole thing but she's getting overlooked because of how polarizing her film is she was fucking unbelievable unbelievable as marilyn monroe seriously took my breath away some of the stuff she did so i just wanted to say that and get it out there because a lot of people have just been shitting on the film rather than saying how brilliant she was. Um, Yo and Blanchett, this is tough. Because you look at the two performances, you say Blanchett's probably is a little bit better. Probably. A little bit better. She's much more um, critically acclaimed. She already has two Academy Awards. This would be a third. This would put her in seriously rare company i reckon there's only six or seven actors who've got three academy awards and then you got katherine hepburn with four um so that's to consider she's amazing in tar tar is not very consumable to the average person i went and saw it and i liked it but i'd be very happy to never see it again because <laughs> it's very dry and it's not, you know, it's it's not like you throw that on on a Sunday afternoon, and you enjoy yourself. No, that's like that's what like poor bloody university students are going to be writing essays on for the next thirty years. That film. Um, so you got Blanchett, and then you got Michelle Yeoh, right? Veteran actress, also beloved, one of the most insanely talented people in the industry. She's a wonderful person. Her performance is wonderful. It's physically impressive. It's emotionally impressive. It is, if it isn't better than Blanchett's, it's as good. I could, I could be convinced that it's better. They're very different performances, so it's hard to compare them, but they're both solid as, right? The reason I've got Michelle Yeoh circled here is because Kate Blanchett doesn't want to win a third Academy Award at the expense of Michelle Yeoh. She's said this. Like, she's... she's Kate Blanchett's fantastic as well. What a wonderful person. But... And it's hard, because I want there to be an Australian actor with three Academy Awards. That would be... That would fill me with so much pride, knowing that she's Australian and she's, you know, now one of the, you know, best actors of all time, in term, you know, on this metric at least. Um, but she has said publicly that she doesn't want to win it. Now, how many voters is that going to sway? I don't know. But I think a lot of them will share the same sentiment already. They want Michelle to win this one. 
if if like the 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 quality of the performances is level, the love for Michelle Yeoh and the want for her and the like how deserving she is of winning an Academy Award will trump Kate Planchett just a little bit, just a little bit, just enough for Michelle Yeoh to win. Um, this is again an incredibly tough one to pick on paper. But when you think about the story, there's not a lot going for Blanchett. There's no, I mean, it didn't stop them with Francis McDormand or Anthony Hopkins over the last few years, but there wasn't someone that those guys were going up against. Well, except Hopkins, I think, was Chadwick Boseman who had passed away, but his performance wasn't on the same level as Hopkins. Anyway, this is a unique circumstance, and the performances are really as good as each other, but it's the story of Michelle Yeoh. It's the narrative around the whole thing that I think is going to help her win it. I really, really hope she wins it because she was excellent and she's had an amazing career and yeah, she, she is very deserving. Not saying Blanchett is not, but Blanchett doesn't want the fucking thing. So don't, Give it to her. Don't give it to her. Anyway. Um, director. This will be the Daniels. That's plural. This is the, These are the two directors, both named Daniel, um, who directed everything everywhere all at once. The other nominees are Martin McDonough for Banshees, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness, and Steven Spielberg for his nepotism. I mean, uh, the Fablemans. Um <laughs> No, apparently Fabman's is actually really, really good. Um, yeah, this will be the Daniels. Um, it, it's th- their film is going to win Best Picture. Let's be real. Um, and often those these two awards are married, director and Best Picture. Sometimes not, but often they are. Um, and they've just done the most impressive job out of these nominees. Um, if the chap who directed All Quiet on the Western Front was nominated, which I'm surprised he isn't. Um, if he was here, he'd be a pretty strong chance. But I think of these, the, the strong um, second contender is actually Todd Field. I think Tar is excellently directed. Like, it's a real, like, film nerd type of film. And, like, it's it's not, like I said, very consumable. But I thought it was brilliantly crafted. Um, so Todd Field deserves a bit of recognition there as well. But no, this will be the Daniels. Um, this is one of the easier ones to predict uh, as well. And then we get to best picture. I'll read out the nominees. Top Gun Maverick, Women Talking, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees of Inner and Triangle of Sadness, The Fablemans, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, and Tar. Um, I have seen all but Women Talking, Triangle of Sadness, Fablemans, and Avatar. Um, so I've seen six out of these 10 films. Um, I really should have seen Avatar, I feel. I just didn't want to. I just couldn't be fucked, you know? Um, this is going to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Incredibly deserving. Can you make a case for something else winning? This is the question. Now, the preferential ballot system at the Academy Awards is incredibly complicated. Um, you basically give... Am I really going to break this down right now? Yes. You basically give, you, let's say this is best picture. Actually, yeah, let's say this is best picture. There's 10 nominees. You're going you're gonna to rank your choice 
for best picture from one to 10. One being your number one pick, 10 being your number 10 pick, right? And how it works is, you know, of the 9,500 ballots or whatever they're going to get, um, they take the film that has the... Now, it, it, this is what I'm saying. It's very complicated. They need to... Unless there is a key winner, meaning a film that has uh, 50% plus one number one votes, if they have that, that film just wins. It has a majority, it wins, which might happen here. I don't think it's going to, but it might. If that doesn't happen, they now need to eliminate nine films to arrive at one. And this is where films can steal awards without having like loads or a majority of number one votes, right? So you take a film, right? Um, out of your 9,500 ballots, whichever one has the, I'm just trying to remember exactly how it would work. Whichever one has the least number of number one votes. So let's say it's Triangle of Sadness, right? That one only got 300 ballots with it as the as its number one. You know, that's something like that, right? Maybe probably have even less, <laughs> but let's say it has 300. But so it gets eliminated. Yeah. And then suddenly, right? So from wherever it is on every single other ballot, right? Maybe on another ballot, it was like number two somewhere, right? It's now gone from that number two slot. So on that person's ballot, what, what was in number three now moves up to number two, right? And you keep doing this. So from 300 ballots, now 300 ballots that had Triangle of Sadness at number one, now whatever all of those ballots had at number two moves up to number one. And that adds to the number one tally for that film. And you do that over and over and over again. It's incredibly complicated. Um, you do that a thousand fucking times until you end up with one film left. And that is the way. So that's how you can end up with a film that's really popular. Like, you know, people picking it from like third through to sixth. Most of the time, a film in that bracket can win best picture. That's how you get like Moonlight and Green Book and things like that, right? A film like that can win best picture because of how the ballot system works. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year with everything everywhere all at once. But if I had to pick a film that might do that, I would say All Quiet on the Western Front. It's the second best film of the year, in my opinion. Um, it is fantastic. It doesn't have a heap of nominations. It's got a few. Um, I think the one with the next most is Tar. Oh, no, it might be Elvis. Elvis is another strong chance, but I think... If, if you ask me which is the second best film of the year, I would say it's all quiet on the Western Front. Um, but no, I, I can't see E-E-A-A-O not taking home all of the chocolates at the end of the night. Um, hopefully this year there's no punch-ons, there's no wrong names being read out. We've had all sorts of drama and controversy at the Academy Awards in the last five years or so. Um, we like a little bit of drama. We like something to go wrong just a little bit, but hopefully it's just like someone slipping over or someone like that, or someone making a joke 
that's maybe not very appropriate or a really good speech. You know, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis gets up there and gives a really good speech that's funny and punchy and shit like that, you know? Um, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. This is, as I said, for people who are, in, who are into this sort of stuff, it's one of the most exciting Academy Awards nights that we've ever had because of how... You can hear me turning the pages there, forgive me. Um, because of how hard it is to predict, like... The, like more than half the categories, seriously, it's fucking hard to pick. So many of those could go one of two or three ways easily, um, which just makes it super exciting. So I hope you guys, um, if you live in Australia, sorry, if you live in Victoria specifically, you actually have a public holiday on Monday, which is when um, the Academy Awards will be because Australia, like, it'll be Sunday in LA, but it'll be Monday here because we live in the future. Um, so I'm actually going to be able to sit at home and watch the Academy Awards for the first time in a long time. Can't remember. The last time I did that, I think, was when I was at uni um, and I didn't have a job or didn't have a real job. <laughs> um, so I got to do that then. But yes, I'll be sitting at home. I'll be watching the whole thing. And I'll be very excited to see how many of these I got wrong. Thanks. For heaps for listening guys um hope you enjoyed that one that one fuck me blah, 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 blah. too many words hope you enjoyed that one remember to like and subscribe and comment and share and review and all those fun things and i'll catch you next time bye